0: Welcome to Hook Up Horror Stories. This podcast contains topics that may not be suitable for listeners under the age of 18. This includes things like domestic violence, sexual assault, and sexuality. They are intended to be educational in nature, but either way, a trigger warning is in place. Listener discretion is advised. But the slide that pussy is homicide. About yeah. the pussy, it's a bump, sad. But the sliding up, pussy is a bump, yeah. sad. It's a bump, sad. Welcome to Hookup Horror Stories, the podcast where we spill the tea on sex and dating. I'm Demi Wilde, your resident sexual deviant. In today's hot headlines, we are talking about Martha Stewart in Sports Illustrated, a Sex Trafficking Priest, Strippers Unionize, South Korea's Gender Wars, A Sex Offender Rescue, and the World's First Pansexual Dating Show. This is the last week of season three. Thank you for being here with me all season long. I'm very excited with this new format and I can't wait to come back, but I need a little break and I would like to get some writing done and I can't do that if I'm constantly editing. So I hope you guys just stick with me, stay subscribed. I'll be here. I'll be back very soon. I'll actually be back probably in July. So it won't be that long. I just want to take a little break for pride month. Um, just a reminder though if you want to support the show you can buy some merch on my website at com, featuring my artwork or some memes all kinds of stuff there check it out check out my books Um, submit your hookup horror stories anonymously this is something I haven't really like I mean I know I've mentioned at the top of the show a lot but I haven't really been like posting about it a whole lot but it's there the options there if you want to sh- submit a hookup or a story to me anonymously you are free to do so on that google doc form that you'll find in the link in my bio um and of course if you like the show be sure to leave me a rate uh, a rating a share and a subscribe all that stuff you know a rate share subscribe on <laughs> apple or spotify and of course subscribe on youtube if you're subscribed on youtube before I click that bell That way you stay updated with all the new videos I post. And if you're not already, follow me on social media because I will be posting news stories there. So you will not be at any loss for news stories if you only listen to this podcast. But um, without further ado, let's just jump in. Oh. All right. First story. So I know you guys probably saw this already, but Martha Stewart was on the cover of... Uh, sports illustrated she is officially the oldest cover model to grace the pages of sports illustrated and she is also proof that you can be beautiful at any age or sexy at any age so globally renowned businesswoman martha stewart made sports illustrated swimsuit history monday as 81 year old was revealed to be the oldest cover model in the publication's history stewart rose to fame in the 1980s when she began writing cookbooks after her success as a chef since those first cookbooks, Martha Stewart is now a best-selling author to 99 books over the course of her career. 99 books? What's she going to do for the 100th book I, book, I wonder? Stewart made a name for herself in other media as well, including television, such as Martha Stewart Living and the um, Martha Stewart Living on Omnipedia, which encompasses her magazine and television shows, along with other media products. Throughout her media outlets, she reaches approximately 100 million fans per month, and as S.I. Swim deemed her the Quote OG of influencers, people still look up to Martha Stewart for for home advice. She lists various home, kitchen, dining, fashion, and lifestyle products on her website martha.com, along with Amazon, her Amazon for- storefront. Quote: Never in her life has she let her circumstances dictate her outcome. As a swimsuit editor in chief, MJ Day says of Stewart, she changed the game. She changed with the times, always one step ahead. It seems to build a wide-reaching business empire. I absolutely adore seeing people be recognized, um, people at any age, be recognized as, you know, sexy. I think this is totally great. I had, you know, people have been talking about how she is a sex symbol over the years. And I've only seen her from, you know, the Martha Stewart TV shows and stuff. So it, that never like rang for me. But no, she actually. I someone posted this this photo of her um, from a Kevin Aquan book, or showed me this this picture of her in a Kevin Aquan book the other day. It was so beautiful. She is so gorgeous. I mean, she's gorgeous at any age. But it's funny because people were talking about that she posts thirst traps on her other on her other on her alt Instagram. I'm here for it. I think it's wonderful and she looks gorgeous on the on the pages anyway on sports illustrated too so it's very tasteful i love the orange um kind of shawl that she's wearing and and the one piece gorgeous all right on to some crime news so this comes with a bit of a trigger warning i mean this is quite a bit of a trigger warning so a not so shocking revelation has shaken an ohio community A Roman Catholic priest was found guilty guilty of sex crimes and the grooming of three victims, including two young boys with whom he was sex trafficking. Reverend Michael Jude Zacharias, 56, was convicted of several charges of sex trafficking young boys and men with allegations spanning 15 years, from July 2005 to August 2020. Prosecutor said during Zacharias' trial, which began May second in Toledo, Ohio, that he "quote" paid the victims to engage in sex acts with him, using the victims' fear of serious harm to compel their compliance. It's a very typical tactic that that we that we hear a lot with these types of stories. Um, this kind of grooming that takes place, and also you know the fear of retaliation so zacharias initially met the victims when they were boys at st catherine's catholic parish school in toledo and abused his position as a teacher and priest to groom them into adulthood he also took advantage of his victims growing dependence on drugs such as pain medication and heroin to gradually sexualize his conversations and actions with them very gross um When Zacharias took the witness stand, he admitted to having sexual relations with several men, but said it never involved anyone under the age of 18. Yeah, right. Zacharias remains an ordained priest and cannot exercise public priestly ministry, and he faces between 15 years and a life in prison with mandatory restitution to victims. So he's still actually technically a priest. He's just not allowed to practice or show that he's a priest in any way. But he's still an ordained priest. Priest, which doesn't make any sense to me. That honestly, the Roman Catholic Church has done this for decades, and there is more and more stories like this that keep coming out, such as the case that was in Baltimore, where there was like seven hundred or eight hundred victims of children from the nineteen fifties, where there is a cover up that happens too, and not only that, not not only an active cover up, but the actual act. Of um, keeping the priest safe rather than the victims. I really just want to draw attention to that, that these kind of stories happen all the time and anywhere that there are people who um, have a spiritual need or even just in schools or any sort of like, you know, mentor type situation that comes with these types of problems. So just pay attention and um, stay loud whenever you can about these types of things. If you see something, say something. Strippers. (laughs) We all love strippers. (laughs) This next story is a triumph for adult entertainment workers nationwide. Uh, Dancers at a bar in Los Angeles are are poised to become the only organized group of strippers in the United States after their employer agreed to recognize their union. This marks the culmination of a 15-month effort that is a victory for long-marginalized adult entertainment workers across the nation. The dancers who perform at the Stargarden Topless Dive Bar in North Hollywood will be be represented by the Actors' Equity Association, which membership of 51,000 includes employees on Broadway and at Walt Disney World. They held an election to unionize last year, but official results were delayed after the bar owners projected the vote and took legal a- and took legal action. So basically they wanted to put a kibosh to this before it happened, but they were um, unsuccessful. The performer said unionization would allow them to advocate for better protections against possible sexual harassment and wage theft. That's a huge thing that happens in um, adult entertainment type places because they don't have the same types of protections that regular jobs do the dancers unionization efforts are part of a a reinvigorated workers rights movement in the united states which has led to organized labor at starbucks and apple stores and i didn't know that apple stores were unionizing but i knew about the starbucks thing Uh, and has seen graduate students unionizing even graduate students unionizing Um, researchers say adult entertainment employees often face stigma because of the nature of their work as well as the unsafe working conditions while struggling to achieve comparable rights to employees and in other industries I absolutely love the story it's you know there is a huge stigma that that is placed on adult workers or adult entertainment workers it's it's not seen as serious um, work but anyone who is in the know such as myself or any any sex positive person knows that sex work equals work that includes adult entertainment work so for it to actually become recognized and unionized in order to better protect them against things like this i absolutely am here for it um yeah congrats girls i'm i'm proud of you and i'm proud to be a hollywoodian um so this is an international story and it's quite a bit there's a quite a bit in it it's has to do with south korea they've they found themselves in in an all-out gender war over there so and it keeps getting worse so animosity between korean men and women has reached a point where some women are outright refusing to date marry or even have kids with men this phenomenon is known as the 4b movement over the past couple of decades there have been a few flashpoints in this gender war so in 2010 ilbi i'm I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. A right-wing website that traffics in misogyny started attracting users who peppered the forums with vulgar posts about women. In 2015, an online extremist feminist group named Megalia arose, and its goal was to fight back by demeaning Korean men in the same same ways. Online. Uh, A year later, a man who had professed his hatred of women murdered a random woman in a public bathroom near a Seoul subway station yikes Um, in Asia there has also been a huge steep rise in digital sex crimes this is a huge thing that's happening all over the world things like revenge porn upskirting and the use of hidden cameras to film women having sex or undressing have all been legal there and I know I've covered this quite a a couple times on on this podcast about how Japan's having the same same kind of um, facing the same kinds of kind of issues and they're trying to rectify it by passing laws and stuff So they're trying to fix it. And in 2018, there were 2,289 reported cases of digital sex crimes. In 2021, the number snowballed to 10,353. So five times as much. Several male K-pop stars were also indicted for filming and circulating videos of women in group chat rooms without their consent. And again, all of this stuff is legal by uh, Korean law. So even K-pop stars were doing it. You know, that's crazy. But there's one other thing that happened that has been um, quite a big catalyst for this. and It's called the Nth Room Incident. And this is something that I just learned about. The Nth Room Incident is a, a, a moment where hundreds of perpetrators committed digital sex crimes on dozens of women and minors via the app Telegram. In some cases, these women's locations were discovered and they were targeted and sexually assaulted with their abusers filming the crime. Since sex work and posting nude images of yourself online are illegal in Korea, the women complied with the perpetrator's ever-escalating demands. Some scholars say that these problems stem from a long history of, quote, gendered citizenship, where the government created one track for men and another for women, as a country sought to modernize in the second half of the 20th century. So men required mandatory military service and industrial jobs where women were consigned to biological reproduction or uh, household management. Sound familiar? 1950s. The underlying attitudes about gender roles mean, remain embedded in Korean life and culture, and women who veer from being mothers and housewives expose themselves to public and private backlash. So because you choose not to have children, people treat you shitty, you know, online or even probably in, in IRL too. Wild. Wild. So this is all manifested as the, quote, 4B movement, where where Korean women forego heterosexual dating, marriage, and childbirth. Rather than engaging in altercations, these women are refusing to interact with men, period. So this is crazy. This reminds me a lot about the feminist movement in, like, the 60s and 70s. And, of course, you know, the 50s, you know, that all came from the same type of I I won't say the exact same thing. But the same type of misogyny that um, it's not the exact same, but you know what I mean. Like where you know you just become consigned to a certain thing, and when you don't fit that mold, like and that pressure cooker, that pressure cooker of feeling where you don't fit in, where where you are supposed to, and it just it explodes. We know this. We know that constriction reads. Leads to retaliation. It leads to a rubber band effect. You know when it's, things just snap back, and so it's it's a natural escalation that happens when these types of things are enforced. And these issues are when they go unaddressed, this type of stuff happens. So I it I I get it. I understand why these women are now just taking it upon themselves to be like, you know what, fuck you. I'm not. I'm not even going to pay attention. I'm not even going to like address you because why should I? Because you treat me like shit anyways. I get it. And honestly, I I'm here for it. I I I think I'm not, you know, maybe some of the methods are are maybe not the greatest, you know, such as like, you know, retaliation back online, but it's there's a lot more to it that I can't even, like, fathom. I'm sure there's a lot more, like, steeped culture history that I can't speak to. But, you know, I understand how these types of things snap back. All right. um, Another true crime story. So, it's a wild story out of North Carolina. A man accused of child abuse in North Carolina has been arrested in Colorado. Authorities said that they believe that multiple sex crimes against children occurred from the East Coast to Glenwood Springs, Colorado where the man was finally caught. Officers with the Glenwood Springs Police Department checked the owner information for a Dodge Durango with North Carolina plates that was in the city's vicinity. The vehicle was connected to a wanted and violent felon, James Gillis, 31, of Stanley County and Montgomery County in North Carolina. The officers kept an eye on the vehicle while they contacted detectives in North Carolina, and they learned Gillis had multiple felony warrants for sex crimes and was known to flee and resist law enforcement. When North Carolina officials told the officers that they should make all efforts to detain him, Glenwood Springs police stopped the vehicle near Beltes park. Gillis was a passenger and Jennifer Bryant 31 was driving three children ranging in age from seven to 12 were also in the car as well as a dog, which had obvious signs of abuse. One police uh, officer pulled them over, or once police officers pulled them over and told Gillis he was under arrest, he resisted the officers and Bryant tried to drive away. Bryant was then stopped and detained and Gillis continued to fight. As police spent several minutes negotiating with Gillis, the other officers removed the three children from the car and police found a shotgun with ammunition in the vehicle. Yikes. Gillis apparently had a plan to, quote, shoot himself at everyone else close to him. Both Gillis and Bryant were booked into Garfield County Jail and are awaiting extradition to North Carolina. Meanwhile, the three children were taken into protective custody. I really hope those kids get the love and support that they need because when you're growing up in those types of situations, adulthood can be a problem. Um, So I really hope that those kids are safe and they never have to see those two people again. Um, They are... For all intents and purposes, very lucky that they got away like this and props to those police officers for for handling that because that was that could have been a lot worse. So congrats guys. Um, again, these types of things happen all the time though. it's crazy. Last but certainly not least, we're gonna end things on a high note. so rejoice pansexuals. your time has arrived love always is the new pan dating competition show developed by awesomeness tv and it debuts on paramount plus on june 2nd this is not a paid ad by the way i just was very interested in hearing about this show while most dating shows are still resolutely hetero love always that's all with two l's uh will take the radical notion of people can be attracted to multiple genders and apply it to the reality tv matrix these series will center on, the, on one hopeful single looking for to find her match, but with a few added twists. Not only will other contestants end up romancing each other on set, they're also being coached by, a, quote, relationship gurus, looking to prove that they're best at helping others find romance. Like a chaotic rom-com with two best friends competing to give advice, but the result could be a cacophony of drama that delights even the messiest queers. Love Always will debut June 2nd on Paramount+, Plus, and the awesomeness YouTube channel with the first three episodes all at once. This looks spicy. I'm super excited. Um, This, honestly, there's just so much chaos that could ensue from like multiple sexualities coming together in that dating format. It's, there's so much craziness that can ensue. I'm here for it. I'm looking forward to it. And the fact that we get all three episodes all at once, you can get it on YouTube on Paramount Plus as well. And if you're already watching drag race, you already have a Paramount Plus for the summertime, so this could be an awesome better option than the real friends of weho <laughs> to alleviate that um <laughs> that missing hole in the middle of of drag race that we had for season 15. Just kidding. That show was trash. Um <laughs> that's all the stories I have for you guys. I will see you guys again in July for season four. Thank you guys for tuning in. And be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok. I'll be posting new stories there as well in the meantime. Um, also, and links to this episode will be on the pod page here soon. Check the description down below. I'm Demi Wild. Uh, stay tuned on Friday for the full episode. And I'll see you after Pride Month. Stay deviant. subscribing might not be worth it but it's also not optional so just do it